For all new Adam Bomb, Wrath and Chronic merchandise, go to WrestleMerchCentral.com in the United Kingdom and Europe and ProWrestlingTees.com in the United States. T-shirts, hoodies, tons more available and more stuff to be added. So ProWrestlingTees.com in the United States and WrestleMerchCentral.com in the United Kingdom and Europe. Hi everyone, welcome to the latest edition of Pro Wrestling Defined. I'm Jonathan O'Dwyer and what an amazing guest I have on the show today. One of my personal all-time favorite wrestlers, a bona fide wrestling legend known as Wrath in WCW, one half of one of the greatest tag teams of all time, three-time world tag team champions, Chronic with the late great Brian Adams, and of course, the one and only creation of devastation, the Adam Bomb in WWF, the one and only Brian Clark. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing real well, man. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. It's awesome to have you on, man. It's awesome to have you yeah. on. And uh, a big day as well. Your uh, new merch line just launched uh, today on uh, Wrestle March uh, Central in the UK, Pro Wrestling Tees. Talk, uh, talk about that and what people can expect from here on out. Um, yeah, I mean, it happened. You know, um, as we had spoke a little bit earlier, I was just, um, you know, I had, said, I had said today, I was like, man, today's going to be a great day. I just, you know, got up, had a great workout, just my routine, you know, that I go through. And, um, you know, Pro Wrestling Tees just came out with like nine released nine new shirts and merchandise for me. Uh, and then I had also been in contact with uh, Russell Merch in the UK. And so uh, then they sent me a message today and, and they showed me their lineup and it's up and running. Everything's up and running, man. It just blew me away. I could not, I couldn't believe how much stuff they had. I just was like, man, this, this is great. I mean, I was really impressed. Yeah, the stuff looks awesome. There's such a vast yeah. array of stuff, and there's there's more to come as well, isn't there? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. There's. I mean, I've I've been working uh, with a few different designers, um, but they're all like um, my stuff that I've been thinking. I've been thinking about this. This is just had. This just didn't happen overnight. I mean, I've been thinking about this for a long time as far as merchandise and um, putting a line together, and I have, I've also got ideas of other stuff beyond just wrestling um um merchandise wise uh but yeah, yeah this is a uh, just this is a great start man I'm, I'm really happy with it no doubt yeah it's awesome and uh, anybody that, that wants any of that uh, go on to pro wrestling tees or uh, wrestling merch uh, central and you can get that that awesome stuff so uh we'll get into your uh into your background and uh you have a strong military uh, background and uh, it, your family uh, uh, as well. But uh, yes. before you were, were in the military, talk about that and what it Absolutely. means to you to, to be um, Well, it's, it's just, it's very, it's a big part of my life. Um, my dad was Marine Corps in the Korean War. Uh, goes back to uh, my grandfather, World War II. Um, both of my nephews, Special Forces. Um, it's just it's just been a big part of my life um and of course i i served also um and so it was just it, it's real meaningful to me yeah so i i learned so much i mean right out of from going right out of high school right into the military was probably the best thing that ever happened to me um and you know you learn so much you learn so much about yourself uh things that you can overcome the way you can push yourself beyond things you didn't think was possible and so i think that was a a great uh foundation for me i guess you know to start with yeah. 
Definitely. And you set uh, some weightlifting records uh, during that time as well. And uh, you were on the, the wrestling team in, uh, in uh, the Air Force, wasn't it? Or um, something like I that? actually was, uh, I was on the Air Force powerlifting team. Um, and I won what's called the U-State, which is the U.S. Air Forces in Europe. I won their heavyweight title when I was over there. Um, and so um, that just started me on a roll with, with, the, with the weight training. And that's, you know, I've been doing it my whole life, even to this day, until this morning. <laughs> to this morning. <laughs> I, it just, it's just part of who I am. I ha it's like I have to do it. Uh, but, yeah, I did. That's what really started me on a, a big uh, continuation of sports and athletics. I, I always felt like I've always been really athletic. Um, just, th just through my most of my life, I, it seems that way. Um, I just have not. Um, I didn't. I didn't play high school sports, which uh, people find that they, they're shocked when they find out I played college football. But I didn't play <laughs> high school. But we'll get into that. Uh, but yeah. So, but you know, the, but the military and the powerlifting. And the weight training and all that, it, it just really was a super benefit to me. You know, I, I just, I just love it. And uh, talk about uh, how you ended up uh, gravitating towards uh, pro wrestling and uh, get uh, breaking into the business. Um, breaking into the business, I, I had um, always, always um, watched it as a kid, of course. I grew up watching, I'm, I'm from Florida, and so I watched Florida Championship Wrestling. Um, and I actually got to see a couple of shows when I was a kid because they, they come to my hometown. And I remember I got to see, believe it or not, I got to see Andre the Giant. I got to see Dusty Rhodes, uh, Buddy Colt, um, just a lot of legends that, you know, and there I was, I might have been maybe nine, 10 years old, and I remember seeing those those people. Uh, those people, the, the wrestlers, because I, I would I would go with my family, but my grandmother and I get this. I, I know people, but man, my grandmother would get ringside tickets when they would come to town. So I would sneak my way down and stand by. I would be standing, but I'd be right next to her and I'd get ringside action, you know. So yeah. to me, that was, you know, that was just I don't know. I just got hooked on it, man. And. And I just kept telling myself, man, I want to do that. <laughs> That's just one of my, I was on my bucket list kind of thing. I was like, I got to at least, at least try this sometime in my life. I don't know when it's going to happen, but yeah, <clears throat> that's, that's when I was hooked. I'm, I'm sure at the, a young age. <clears throat> and uh, talk about, uh, talk about your training. Um, how did you get on with like the uh, the mechanics of it? How how did you take to it initially? And uh, you worked with Ox Baker early in your career as well. How how what was it like working with him? He was a, um, a hell of a character. Oh, he was. Oh gosh, uh, man, that, yeah, another character. He would just light up a room. Um, I met him after I had served uh, in the military, finished up my military commitment. I walked on. Uh, to Central Missouri State uh, to play football. I walked on, like I said, I never played high school football. I walked on in the spring uh, and was offered a full scholarship to play at Central Missouri. And I, st I started as a freshman. So I walked on, never even played high school football and started, um, like I said, my first year. Um, uh, but 
I had a, some injuries after after my second year, going to my third year uh, at Central Missouri State. Um, and I had a friend of mine that lived there, and he told me that Ox Baker lived, you know, not that far away. And I was like, man, I, I remember him from a kid. I'm like, you, you, I got to meet this guy, you know. And um, he set it up where I got to meet him, and I actually got to go to his house. And I guess he figured. I don't know what Ox thought, but he probably thought, "Oh, here's some other, some other little, little guy who wants to get into wrestling." And I'm six six, like I'm six six, <laughs> like three fifteen. I'm walking in his living room, and he's like, "Oh, big man!" I, you know, he was just ready. To, just like he was like ready to take me, take me on the road right from right from day one. And I'm like, I'm not ready. I, you know, what I mean, I need some training. <laughs> but we hit it off right away. I mean. Um, he was a he was a blast. He was so funny, man. I mean, he he really was. Uh, you know, he was a lot. He was in, in a big movie uh, with, with with Kurt Russell, uh, Escape from New York. I don't know if you ever. It's an old classic, uh, but yeah, he was in that too. Um, but just a great guy. Yeah. So yeah, that's all. I, I, anything that's uh, anything uh, that that you learned from him that really uh, well, see, uh, that, stuck that, out throughout your career. Um, well, that was the thing is with Ox, he didn't, you know, and and nothing, not, nothing with, against him at all. But Ox really didn't train me. Ox really didn't have. Ox was more of a, a talker and more of. Ox was not a technician or a high flyer or any of those things. You know what I mean? So I knew that I had to um, go somewhere to really be trained. I mean, Ox was great at introducing me to the business, so to speak, and sort of breaking me in a little bit, you know what I mean? Giving me an idea, at least a little taste of what it was like. But um, as soon as I finished college, I packed up everything and I moved to Atlanta, Georgia. And there's where I, that's where I really got my training was at. Um, I've told the story before, but it was, they called it the power plant. Of course, it wasn't called yeah. a power plant. When I went to it, it was an old rundown carpet warehouse. It was just an old building with a ring in it and, and a couple of guys training me. And one of those guys happened to be Jody Hamilton, uh, who was the original one of, uh, part of the Assassins, the tag team. Yeah. Uh, uh, so him, uh, Jody, and Dwayne Bruce were, the, were really were my, my trainers who really um, trained me. <sighs> and uh, later on, after um, you had a brief stint in um, WCW and you went on to Smoky Mountain from there, kind of under the tutelage of Jim Carnes and uh, Paul Orndorff and Kevin Sullivan. Uh, what, what, uh, talk about any uh, big things that you learned from them that, that stuck out. Um, yeah, you know, I, I had worked, I was breaking in, you know, while I was training, I was working anywhere and everywhere that I could. Um, and just trying to, just trying to get, you know, get that experience, get those matches under my belt, get that ring time in. Um, and I actually ha happened to work an uh, independent show. With, I worked against Paul Orndorff, and um, he really liked our match. He liked what I did, especially with some of my with my size and everything. And he put me over to Jim Cornette, and uh, and Jim said, "Okay, bring him, bring him up to Smoky Mountain. I want to take a look at him." Uh, and so Jim Jim took me in and, and uh, put me in with Kevin Sullivan. And uh, and we were off and running, man. It was, uh, you know, it, it paid off learning, you know, working those smaller uh, shows and the and the outlaws and then 
the different areas and working for free, working for a little bit of something, a little bit of nothing, just depend um, on <clears throat> where I was at. But yeah, once I got into Smoky Mountain, um, things started to pick up for me. One thing that really sticks out to me when, when, when uh, I watch your work is the way you make your moves mean something. Like you would do big moves and uh, then like you would really sell it to, to, to the hard camera and stuff. Or even if you're yeah. on the outside to the, to the camera out there and yeah. really make the, the moves mean something and leave the, the crowd digested. Was a lot of that, was some of that kind of instinct in, in, as you're feeling out the crowd? And is, was some of it like stuff you learned from Cornette and those guys? I think it was probably a combination of stuff, um, you know, working the hard camera, like you said, doing when I did do something, really make it mean something. Um, so I learned a lot of that in Smoky Mountain because that was a weekly television show. And, um, and I'm sure I sure I learned some of that while I was training at, at the power plant. Power plant, when I say that, because that's, <laughs> it, was, it was, I don't know what you would call it, but, um, you know, I School learned- of hard knocks, I guess. <laughs> there you go, that's, that's, a, that's a great um, uh, word for it, but yeah. I think I really learned a lot from Jim and and, and watching. Uh, same with Kevin. I learned a lot from Kevin um, and Paul. And I, I traveled with Paul because Paul lived in Atlanta, and so did I. So we would travel together up to Smoky Mountain and, and through that whole territory. So we rode together. And so I'm absorbing everything I can from Paul, you know, because he had been to the top of the mountain, you know. Oh, I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, you go back to the – cage matches with Hogan and Orndorff and, you know, everything he's done in his career. So, yeah, I just, I was lucky, man, to get uh, to have Paul as a friend and um, to get that break. Yeah, Definitely. It definitely paid off because it wasn't long before, uh, after that, that the WWF uh, came knocking and uh, talk about how that, uh, that deal came about. Did they contact you when, uh, how, how did the contact with WWF come about? Um, I got a call and I don't know how they got my number, but somebody had it. Somebody got, anyway, I got a call from Sergeant Slaughter and, uh, he says, Hey, um, and I was still working for, 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 uh, Cornette. Um, and he just said, Hey, I, I'll let you know, we're gonna, we want to take a look at you. We're going to be in the Carolinas coming up. I don't know, it was a month or so away or something. And he said, we want you to, um, come try out. And I was like, Okay, great. You know, I, um, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, man, I just got to Smoky Mountain. I hadn't been in Smoky Mountain long enough. I sort of thought to myself, maybe I should stay as, not that I would, you know, you're not going to turn down the biggest company in the world that asks you to come work for them, of course. Mm -hmm. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, man, I need a little bit more time um, in Smoky. But I asked Jim, you know, I sort of asked Jim really what I should do, and he gave me his blessing and said, you know, go try out. And so I did. And um, they hired me after the first night. I had, I was, you know, I was going to work for them for two nights, but they told me that after the first night, they said I was hired. And so, yeah, you know, I was, I was really excited about that at the time. Yes. That's awesome. And, yeah. uh, Talk about um, the kind of initial conceptions of the Adam Bomb character. Uh, who who came up with this? Uh, who came up with the, the the look and everything for it? Um, I, th I would say the, the credit would go to Tom Fleming, who is now um, 
he works for Marvel Comics and does a lot of, I say works for, either works for or with, he's actually doing some work for me also on some new designs, which uh, I really, really want to give him a plug just because when you see his work, it's amazing if you just go see some of the stuff he's done, if you check him out. Um, but yeah, he, uh, <clears throat> he's, he's done some, some he, he had developed a few different characters. Um, but that was one that he really created. Um, and then I just added all my personal stuff to it. Like I came up with the idea to add the contact lens, uh, the red tongue, um, just different, different things that I added to it as it, as it grew, um, to make it my own. And uh, t talk about uh, your um, initial meetings with Vince. Um, how did you get along with him in, in those early days? And what, what were your kind of initial impressions of him? Um, I think I think we got along okay uh, or good or well. Um, we, we didn't have a whole lot of meetings, it didn't seem like. Um, you know, we, we met a few times. Um, but I, I just seemed, it seemed like it was such a, a changing of the guard, so to, so to speak, uh, at the time. And um, they were bringing in a lot of guys, and I think they were just trying to see who who could make it. What could, what could If we throw this against the wall, what's going to stick? What's going to – and Adam Bond happened to be one of those characters that uh, that made it, that, that was stood uh, – you know, it, it stood out, and it, it uh, captured, captured the audience. Definitely. And uh, you actually came in not long after um, Raw first started, and like that, that was fairly revolutionary at the time, you know, doing uh, live uh, uh, TV. So, uh, what, what, how different uh, did that feel at the time, and uh, what was the Manhattan Center like to, to work in? Um, well, you know, the Manhattan Center is really not that, not a real big place, um, but it was still electric. You could feel uh, there's just something about being live, man, and just. I mean, at least with, to me, the pressure was really on. I mean, you just to, you know, you just cannot have any any flaws in what you're doing. Um, that's just the added pressure, I guess, of live television to um, know that you got to be on your A game. It's just I don't know how else to, the easiest way to put it, but that you know, I would that would be my answer <laughs> is that. It, even though, uh, like I said, it's not the biggest arena in the world by any means. It's not that big, but it's it was electric. <laughs> yeah, that New York crowd seemed, uh, was uh, pretty crazy back in those days, I think. Yeah. Yep. But um, you, uh, Johnny Polo, uh, was uh, managing you um, in, in the early days, and uh, later on, Harry Whippleman then as well. Uh, who, who did you prefer uh, out of those two? Who do you think fit? Um, you know, I have been asked that question a few times, and it's just hard to say it. To me, initially, I, I didn't understand where they were going with me with, with Polo because it just didn't tie, it just didn't go together. It didn't seem like it did to me, just from my, my opinion. Um, and then um, even with Harvey, it still didn't feel like it went wasn't the right manager for me. Um, and looking back on it, I, I still don't know the right answer, I guess. 
maybe DiBiase was probably the closest guy that I could think that maybe might have been the right guy for me to manage me. Um, but I just didn't seem it didn't seem like the first two were. I, I just didn't seem like it was a good fit. But the character really didn't. It didn't have to have a manager, honestly. You know. Yeah. But I just think that that's just the way it worked out. Yeah, I've always thought that as well. But uh, like uh, on the subject of managers, like funnily enough, because you you were managed by um, uh, Vandenberg later on, James Mitchell. I think he actually would have been awesome. With, 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 he uh, would have. Yeah. Been. Yes, I, I think that would have been a, uh, a good choice. I don't know where he was at in his career at that point. Um, I'm not sure. He may have been in the business, but um, maybe just in a different uh, the Carolinas or something. I'm not quite sure. But yeah, he he would have been. That would have been a good fit. And I never really thought about that. Yeah, that would have been super cool. Um, the <laughs> the first time um, I actually personally re remember seeing you was actually in the uh, your your first pay per view match, Survivor Series. Uh, 93 in the Boston Garden as part of the elimination match. Gosh, I, I can just remember that so vividly. Um, the, just the impression I got just from your entrance and stuff, like, you know, your, your look and everything was so super cool. And uh, I was just a fan from, from there on out. Uh, do you have any, um, is that uh, uh, an event that really sticks out in your mind? Um, yeah, I mean, working in the Boston Gardens, and that was the old Boston Gardens where all the great mm. the great Boston Celtics played, and Larry Bird, and the, everybody. And there we were in, uh, in Boston, and it was packed. Um, so, yeah, that, that Survivor Series was uh, – that was a, a fun time and a, a good showing for me. I, I, I felt it was, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's some uh, there's some nice uh, there's some really good moments in there where you're tossing the, the the kid around pretty good. So yeah, there's definitely a good highlight reel from that. Yeah, well, he you know he was he was not that hard to throw around, honestly. But yeah, um, yeah, I did throw him around a lot. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no, that's 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 really cool. Um, and uh, you you had a really good match uh, with with Brett on uh, Superstars there. Um, uh, what was uh, Brett like to work with? Uh, how how did you get along with him back then? Uh, I got along with Brett fine. Um, you know, Brett's a, a great technician. Um, really um, tells a great story. Um, uh, he was he was. Um, I would say a snug, and I'm, when I say that in a good way, uh, I really enjoyed it, uh, and I felt I learned from that. But yeah, I, I like working with Brett. Absolutely, he was—he's one of the best. Definitely, and anybody that hasn't uh, seen that match should, should definitely check it out. Bret Hart versus Adam Bomb on Superstars. I'm pretty sure it's on the, the WWE Network. But um, and you worked a lot of uh, matches with Undertaker in those days as well, casket matches um, uh. all around the world. <laughs> but I have been in so many casket matches. People have no idea. They just think, oh, maybe he was only a couple. I did like European tours. Uh, you know, I, I, I told somebody I, I did an uh, interview for the, the wrestling merch guys. And I just told them that I did like 10 tours of Europe in one year. And they were just like, that's crazy. I'm like, well, yeah, I know. But I would go like a 10 or 11, 12 day loop in Europe, come back, 
do another loop in the States a couple of days off and then go do it again. <clears throat> but uh, I, I always love working in the UK. Um, and I'm not just saying that because I'm talking to you. <laughs> just <laughs> I, always, I always have. When I was in the military, I was stationed in, I lived in Belgium for a year. So I was very familiar with 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 with, um, with Europe. Um, but yeah, as far as back to the question with The Undertaker, yeah, I mean, we worked a lot. I mean, a lot of house shows, a lot of casket matches. I've been in enough caskets. I can, I can just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that, that uh, just what you were saying a second ago, it ties into the next thing. Uh, the, the road schedule uh, you were on back then. Talk, talk about that, like, you know, mid-90s. Uh, it, was, it was pretty crazy, wasn't it? Well, um, crazy or brutal or both. Um, you know, I 280, 290 days out of the year, plus appearances, plus um, just the travel. I mean... It was it was like a meat grinder. I I mean, you know, I mean, I survived it, and uh, some guys didn't survive it. I don't it's a nice way to put it, but I mean, hmm. it's it's just too much. Uh, that working that much. I mean, yeah, great. You get a ton of experience. Um, the wrestler himself gets experience some of the world, or in my case, a lot of the world. I've been. I feel like I've been just about everywhere. But um, that schedule itself, you just do not, your body just doesn't have time to recover. You get a lot of injuries that pile up and accumulate, like with me, even after my career, down the line. You just put your body through a, a hell of a lot. And people have no idea, really. They don't, it's hard to explain, but it, 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 it's a brutal schedule. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's the best way I can put it. Definitely. Like um, Undertaker was on Joe Rogan there um, a few months ago, and he was saying like that it was like they were just throwing darts at a map back then. You know, you could be in, you know, the, the North one night and you could be in, you know, it, it, you could be in New York one night, and Miami in another and over in another country, another like, you know, there was no rhyme or reason to, to, to the scheduling back then. Yes. I mean, like, you know, cross country flights, uh, international flights. Um, it just, I mean, we would be in the Philippines, Guam, Singapore, I, it just all over. It just was just, you know, I'd be in Italy. I would be, it just would just nonstop. It seemed like, um, I don't ever remember having a vacation, um, during that, that time period. I just remember if I had an injury or something, then that I tell people, it's like, well, wouldn't, you know, like with pro football and other sports, there's an off season. Well, then we didn't have an off season. It was like my off season was a, usually a surgery of of some type, which is which is a little crazy. But that's you know that that's that's the way it was. Gosh, this mad. Would um, yeah. uh, talk about um, uh, your uh, departure from uh, WWF? Well, what led to to the end? Because like you, you had such a strong push initially, and uh, they're kind of. Uh, early to kind of mid 94 things started to change and uh, you you left then in uh, 95 in the summer uh, what what led to your departure and the uh, deal to go to WCW um well like I, I said earlier that I lived in Atlanta 
Um, and it just got to a point where, um, like I said, there were a, a few combinations of things. Um, what really led to me deciding, okay, this is this is not working out or it's not going to work out, is that at the King of the Ring tournament uh, in your house pay-per-view, they asked me to put Mabel over, which no problem. I, that's my job. If they ask me to put somebody over, I'll do it. Uh, but they also, at that same meeting, there were three or four of the guys that were sitting there that were witness to it. They just said, that, okay, we need you to put Mabel over for this, but here's where we're going with you after this. And it was basically saying, hey, we're going to put the, inter the IC title on you and run with you with that. And I was like, I thought, okay, that's great. You know, I mean, that's good news. I mean, you didn't, they didn't have to tell me that. They just could have just said, hey, just you're putting Mabel's going over and that's it move on to the next thing but they told me that so then i'm thinking to myself wow this is gonna be good this is and i, I knew that I, I i felt i could carry that strap uh but they ended up not doing that going a different direction and i just noticed myself going down the card you know like i'm going downhill fast and i'm like why i, I couldn't figure it out um and, and between that and just basically being lied to i just i just said you know um I know that Eric wanted me in Atlanta. And so, and we were working, like I said, we were working a brutal schedule. And uh, I've probably said this before in, in interviews and stuff, but uh, this is when Vince was going through his uh, big steroid trial. And so um, it seemed like all the, I mean, we were working every and everywhere and anywhere it seemed like and all the money it seemed like was going to his law law fees or whatever the case may be i don't know exactly i just know that it wasn't going to um a lot of the wrestlers at least maybe maybe a few guys were being taken care of but for the most part at least i, I know me personally i just know that um when i would get home and i would see my checks for the amount of the time I was working, I just did not see the correlation of the two. I just, I just couldn't see it. Yeah. Um, but uh, talk about um, the kind of initial conception of the the Wrath uh, character. Uh, how how has that come up with and uh, the whole look of it uh, and everything? Because it it was pretty unique, a nice kind of take off the whole Mortal Kombat. Uh, uh, series of time. Anyway, ironically, you ended up um, doing a part in Mortal Kombat years later. Hey, man. Hey, I was, I was a guest star of Mortal Kombat. What can I, yes. That, that's what it was to take off of. It was, that was Eric's original idea um, was to have that. We actually spent a year, actually, once I signed with WCW, I probably did debut for like a year or so. They had us training at a dojo. So I did kickboxing uh, and, and, and a little bit of sumo, a little bit of a sumo. Um, judo and uh, kickboxing, um, I don't know, four or five days a week at least, plus training. Um, so, yeah, that, that was the, the whole idea of it. But just about the time they were ready to launch the, the whole Blood Runs Cold thing, the NWO came in. And so that really just sort of took away from, uh, it sort of just kept pushing back our debut and then even the story itself just sort of got watered down to where it just didn't take off the way they wanted to and they saw that the nwo got real hot and then that's just the way they went they went that direction which 
I mean, that's where the money was. I, I mean, I see why they did it. Um, but that's just where I was at at the time. I was just part of that with uh, Glacier and Ernest Miller, you know, and, and, and Mortis, which was, was Chris Canyon. So, um, yeah, but that, it, it lost a lot of steam just for the fact that it, it was trying to compete with, with the other stuff. Sure. And uh, what, what were those guys uh, like to work with, actually, uh, Glacier, uh, Canyon, and uh, Ernest Miller? Miller? Um, they were fine. Uh, Ray Ray's a great guy, um, probably one of the nicest guys in the business. Uh, Ernest Miller, same, same thing with him, uh, real funny guys, and good to, good to be around and hang out with. Uh, and, and Chris, same thing. Um, Chris was a um, – man, Chris was uh, – I don't know. He was just, he, he was a, when I say wrestling uh, fanatic, I mean, he really was like, I mean, over the top, over the top, you know, um, <laughs> but um, hell of a worker. I mean, he could work and bump. He could, he was a bumping machine uh, almost to the, almost to a fault, uh, too much bumping almost. Uh, but yeah, all those guys were great to work with. They really were. And what led to the um, to the transformation into the to the other incarnation of, of Rat with the, the singles and then uh, going on the, the streak? Well, I I, I talked to Eric because I I had a good relationship with him, uh, and I just said I could just sort of tell this was going it really wasn't going, and I wanted I had a meeting with him and I asked him to you know what about me doing Wrath my way you know um just with my take on it my my spin on it and and, and so he he did he let me do that um and just sort of repackaged it uh and i came out that's when i introduced the meltdown uh and i just repackaged the whole look of it and it was similar to adam bomb a lot of it was but i want oh, i did that on purpose I, I i wanted to you know bridge that that gap there and so um that, that's what I did, and um, it took off. I mean, and, um, you know, I trained really hard um, to to make it work. Yeah, you can see the momentum building during that time. I mean, every every week when when you were working with somebody and you, you would be setting up the, the meltdown at the end of the match, you can see the people rising, you know, you can feel the buzz, and it's just building... Uh, a week to week, especially with the winning streak, then as well, like you know, there were there was there was big momentum being built. Um, was the streak something that kind of came along kind of organically, or was that planned uh, kind of at the beginning when, when you came back? Uh, no, it was not planned. The streak absolutely was not planned. I think that they just wanted to see what my take on it was, how, how I would do it, how I would handle it, and so it just got on a roll. And like you said. Week after week after week, man, I was hooking to that meltdown up and over and slamming. And, and I mean, once it got on a roll, man, I mean, you could see there were signs in the crowd every week, and they knew when my music came out. I had that intro of a little bit of Van Halen, a little bit of a Van Halen riff there into that music. So I got to pick my music, and I had a lot of things that I had some input on. And um, next thing you know, I'm undefeated for like I don't six, seven, eight, nine months. I don't know how long it went. Um, but it was definitely on a roll. Definitely. And w w one of the, the highlight moments from that period of time, I think, is uh, Halloween Havoc 98, where you 
worked with Ming and you got him up for, for the meltdown as well. Gosh, what, what, what a moment. Like, you know, the ring nearly shatters, you know, the, with, with, with the impact. Like, what a moment. Uh, to, to talk about uh, that, uh, working with Ming and uh, getting him up in the meltdown. Uh, well, Ming is a bad, bad man. I don't have to, everybody knows that. Yeah. Um, but it was great, man. You know, a lot of people didn't think, especially a lot of the boys in the back, did not think that I could get him in that meltdown. And I, I knew that I could if I just had the opportunity. And and and, ha- and, it's, and I was going over. I was winning the match. And so that's that's what we did. And he had to be, I don't know, 320, 330, I, maybe, maybe less. But just a massive guy. Um, and he works real snug, which is – I prefer that, and I do too. Um, and we just beat the shit out of each other, really. <laughs> Even when we had the tag team matches with Faces of Fear versus Wrath and Mortis, I mean, we would just go at it, man. Uh, but at Halloween Havoc in Las Vegas, the MGM Grand, man, I hooked him up and, and I got him that meltdown. Um, <laughs> and it was it felt great because people, especially to the guys in the back, who didn't think I could do it. <laughs> that That's what really felt the best. That's awesome. Um <laughs> A little bit, and you were actually supposed to um, go on to face Goldberg uh, later on that year, Street versus Street, weren't you? Yeah, that's what they had planned. Um, but then uh, there were some changes, and I don't really know. I don't really know who was booking exclusively. I don't know if it was Kevin Sullivan, or I don't really know the all the behind the scenes. But they decided that. Um, that I would lose right before because I'd won. I think I won in the World War Three pay per view going into uh, somewhere into going into. It was basically going to be me versus Bill, and they ended up going a different direction. Um, but yeah, so that's unfortunately that happened. But I got to work Bill a lot later, you know, um, throughout WCW in Japan and other places. So. Um, yeah, that's just 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 part of the part of my story. Yeah, uh, the the streak ended um, in the the, the match with uh, Kevin Nash, and that's actually it's actually one of his best matches. I think if people go back and watch it, you give him an absolutely awesome match. Um, well, yeah, but, yeah, my back my back is still hurting because I was carrying him. <laughs> <laughs> no. It, you know, for for a big man, for a big man versus big man, I mean, I drop kicked him. He's six ten. I drop kicked him right in the face. I mean, yeah. it was a, a good big man match. I mean, I mean, we, we you know, um, we could have got a lot more out of that. Honestly, we could have went. You know, I look back at it now, and I'm thinking, man, there was so much. We could have hit some false finishes in there and really just blew it up. But you know, live TV is. Is that you, you go home when you get the cue to go home, you know? So, exactly. And uh, so, uh, uh, later on um, in 2000, you end up forming uh, the tag team with uh, late great Brian Adams. Um, talk about uh, how, the, how the idea came about, who, ca- who came up with this, and uh, how did it come about to form Chronic? Um, well, I, I had an injury, I, I think Orlando. I, I did a show in Seattle, took a red eye, 
into Seattle, had a match, or excuse me, Seattle to Orlando, had the match in Orlando that night, went off the top rope, tore my ACL. So I was out for probably, I don't know, six, seven, eight months getting it healed and rehabbed. Um, and during that time <clears throat> is about when the, the Vince Russo came in uh, somewhere during that time. Uh, and I was recovering and training and getting rehab and getting myself back together. And Brian, Brian Adams called me and he says, um, he was just checking on me and, and asked me what I thought about a tag team. And when he first asked me about it, I was just like, um, I didn't say no, but I just like, I, I said, I'm probably just going to come back as wrath and, and get that going again. Um, but then I think he called me again and we talked some more and then um, he said, well, why don't we just, why don't we just use our names and form a team? And, and that just really start, started the, started it to roll. And then when, when Russo got uh, the, I, you know, the idea of, okay, these guys are coming back, but they're going to be a tag team. Um, and I think I, I'm almost positive the fans actually came up with the name. Uh, they had a little poll or a, a something, and somehow they come up with that name. We were like, okay, I, I get it. It's a dual meaning. Why don't we just put chronic on it and spin the K and, and, and we come up with that. Um, and so we, we, we ended up tag teaming and I don't, it was just a, another one of those timing things where it seemed like right out of the gate, man, it seemed like, I don't know if the company just needed a steamroller, massive tag team, or whatever they needed at the time. We were it, and we got to me, and it, and I've heard it a million times, but we got over super fast. I mean, almost instantly, we got over. It did not. It didn't take long at all. They were loving what we were doing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was only a matter of weeks, I think, before you won the the tag titles for for the for the first time. So, um, and I remember even just for myself personally, like WCW, um, kind of in you know mid to late nineteen ninety nine, had kind of fizzled down uh, a bit. And uh, I remember just from the first time I saw you, like that, you were the reason I tuned into WCW in two thousand. Like you know, because uh, you were just awesome. Like and. Uh, uh, talk about uh, w winning the the tag titles. How special was that? Especially the second time when you beat uh, Palumbo and Stasiak at Bash at the Beach. That match is is awesome as well. What was that moment like? Um, it was great, but for me to actually get to that point, um, I had hurt my back so bad. I don't know. People probably don't know half the things that happened behind the scenes, but I had hurt my back, and I remember just laying in the corner of the locker room, just laying down. Um, I was in so much pain. And I was actually even at taking a couple pain pills just to try to stop the pain. And they were like, well, well, we'll just cancel the match. We'll do it another time. And I'm like, no, we're not canceling this match. I'm not going to let Brian down. And this is our, this is a big shot for us, you know? And so, mm. I wrapped my back as tight as I could with uh, some 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 um, like a back brace under my singlet, um, and I did everything, man. I did off the top rope. The, I just I willed myself to do it. I just said, I'm "Not gonna let this pass me by," and and so that's that was the 
you know, if you were to look, if you went to the locker room and you could see me like six hours before match time, you're going like, uh, this this guy, this, the guy's not gonna have this match tonight. It, it, and I was like, I am too. <laughs> and so it, it happened, man. I just, I'm just, I don't know why. When I focus and get my mindset on something, I, that's it. I'm doing it, you know. So that that was that mindset that night. Yeah, that match is awesome as well. Like anybody should uh, go back and watch that Bash at the Beach 2000 Chronic versus uh, Palumbo and uh, stays after the tag team title as well. What an awesome moment. Then you used uh, uh, the Road Warriors finish at the end as well uh, for, uh, for for the finish. That was super cool as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I remember Johnny Ace, which was, you know, um, I think he had he had some touches on, on that match, putting certain parts together. And he definitely wanted me coming off the top. And of course, you know, I did it. I wasn't even thinking about the back injury once. Once the bell rang and you know came out to the crowd and the noise, I just let it let it go. You know, and there's a funny moment at the end as well where you can see you uh, sit in a few choice words for some some guys in the back. So it's worth going back hey, watching yeah. that. As hey well. man, well there were probably there were a few that deserved it, um, but I like I said that just just that determination. Um, I, um, I, you know, I just was not going to let that moment just slip through my hands when I, you know, um, had to, had to grasp it, you know, at, at the time. Um, and I paid for it later, uh, of course. I mean, um, even later that night, I got very sick. Um, I don't know, I probably never told this story, but I was so very sick. Um, the night after that match, just for the because I I'd taken the pain pills, um, and probably not a lot of food in my system because I just was just so banged up. Uh, but I got really sick. I mean, um, but I recovered. You know, <laughs> keep grinding, keep pushing. You know, that's that's just what I do. But yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't regret. Um, you know, that's just. That's part of the three-time tag team champion. That's just part of what you know. That's part. That's part of my history. So yeah. And uh, so uh, moving uh, forward, uh, base uh, two thousand one, uh, WCW gets sold. Um, what were your feelings um, uh, about the the buyout at the time? Um, I was really disappointed, um, I, and I think a lot of people were. Some people looked yeah. at it as, "Oh, this is great," you know. I just was, you know, I'd been to WWE, WWF. I knew what it was like and what it was about. And I knew what WCW and Ted Turner was, were about. And so that's why I was working for Turner because I just knew how much better it was. Hmm. So I didn't, I didn't think much about it. I, I didn't like it. Um, it happened. And I just think that it was the Time Warner merge merging, um, and so it's just it's just something that's you know no wrestler nobody had any control over it you know it just happened, um, and, and they they bought them out. And later on, uh, you you went back for for that stint uh, you, yourself and Brian Adams uh, against. Uh, for that uh, little run with uh, Undertaker and Kane. Uh, for me, uh, like at the time, that was 
absolutely awesome to see like you know because uh, you you would have been my, my my favorite teams at the time like so the the spectacle of chronic versus taker and kane looks super cool but uh talk about um your your experience in in the company dur- during that time um you know it was different i i and i think most people would say that just because i think the wwe guys were thinking hey there's these here's these new guys come there not necessarily new guys because Brian was crushed and I was Adam bomb. So we'd already been there before, but they still, I think a lot of guys felt like a lot of these guys are coming in and trying to take our jobs kind of thing. Um, and I didn't really see it that way. Um, but we went, we went there. Um, and I had a, I had a serious neck injury. Um, and again, one of those times that I just pushed through, um, but we had a match. I was injured. Um, and, and I'll go a little bit back up just a tad is that they brought us in, did a little, an angle with, with Taker and Kane and we like choke slam Taker through a table mm-hmm. and Kane through a table to build all this stuff up. But the thing was, is that like, uh, Kane had a real bad staph infection in, in his arm. Uh, Taker was either shoulder was hurt or something. Me with my neck. Um, uh, and I even think Brian had a back injury or something, but either way, they wanted to just push, rush this thing together. Um, and I remember, and then they put Stephen Richards with us as a manager. Uh, nothing against him, super nice guy, great guy, but it just didn't make any sense. And I remember Brian telling me, he's like, this is not, this is not a good thing. And, I, and I'm just like, I try to tell you we should have went to Japan anyway, but, but you know, um, it just didn't work out. I mean, we needed, we need, we had been off um, because because of the buyout. We had been off for almost a year, uh, and we needed some timing uh, as far as um, getting the ring work back in. So I even suggested, I said, let us go on the road for just a week and work some guys. Uh, and they were like, no, we'll just have you do TV matches and blah blah blah, and and, and it it just fell apart. I mean, it wasn't horrible, but well, if parts of it were horrible, uh, but you know, it just again, it goes lack of planning and being able to foresee. Hey, this could really do something. Instead, let's just rush it, and then that's what happens when you rush things. So, did you have much uh, uh, dealings with Vince during that time? Had he changed much uh, since you'd been there uh, in the nineties? You know, I had the feeling. I remember us. Know, discussing the match and everything with Kane and Taker and, and me and Brian and everything, and I could just I could tell that he had like a look or uh, uh, just there was something like he didn't like the fact that I had left him back in '95 and then Brian left him. I don't know was it '96, '97? I don't know when when he left. Yeah, uh, but I could just you know I had a gut feeling there was probably some kind of resentment there. But again, you know, you told me things that you didn't hold up your end of the bargain back then. You know what I mean? So, I, yeah. you know, I just felt like there was an uneasy feeling. Um, I don't know how else to put it. You know, I didn't, I did not, I didn't trust him. I got a, I got a legends contract that's been sitting in my office for over three years that has not been signed. And so there's my trust, right? You know? <laughs> you know, so I you know I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> yeah, 
Food. Uh, and you, you went on to, uh, you and Brian went on to All Japan and uh, won the All Japan uh, tag team titles. Talk about how, how uh, that came about, uh, how the deal came about to, to go to All Japan and how special it was to, to win the All Japan tag team titles because the, the lineage of the, those belts is, is amazing. Yeah, you see them right here in the background. Yeah. Um, absolutely, absolutely the uh, highlight of my career, without a doubt. Uh, winning those titles in Osaka uh, with Brian as my partner, having Stan Hansen, who was one of probably one of my all-time favorites in the top two or three of my favorite people of all time, presenting me with the title in front of that sold-out crowd was nothing top that. I can't think of any other very few things that have gotten to that level, um, you know, professionally um, as far as, as that. I mean, it was the way it got set up was that Steve, Dr. Death Williams, Steve, Steve Williams had contacted Brian about us coming in and and with uh, the great Muda and and working some programs with some guys. And so like they set it up that we would go over and, and win the titles. And um, like I said, it was it was great. And now that I look back on it, even though it was at the end of my career, it's still one of the, the top top things of my career even though even though it was at the end of it it was it was amazing yeah. it was the perfect way to end really wasn't it I, you know, off with that. yeah man because I, I always you know i always respected the japanese wrestling style so much i mean it's so it's stiff it's hard hitting it's brutal at times um but man that's that was just sort of my style too i just you know I don't know if that's from the the military or the college football or a combination of the powerlifting or the just lace them up and go. And then that's the style over there. And um, it worked for us. And Brian was a powerhouse too. I mean, he's amazing strength wise. And so it, it worked. It worked perfect for us. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. So um, how? Um... How was it uh, transitioning uh, away from wrestling in in kind of those early years that uh, after you retired? How was that transition moving away from wrestling? Um, at first, it seemed okay. I was really relieved um, not to have to have that kind of a schedule and not to have to just sort of really push my body and be just that... Um, just that schedule, I was relieved from that part of it. But there was a tr definitely a transition. And I think that is for any guy that leaves the ring or leaves the business. And, you you know, but you still get to do fun things later in your career like this. This is fun. Um, all the stuff that's happened today has been great. I mean, there yeah. are some really cool things that, you know, you've got to go through some bad to get through some good, I guess. And, and that's been my case. Um but yeah, it was a there was a transition. There's no doubt about it. I, and anybody that doesn't, say, it's just it's just part of um, it's like changing a career, basically. Really, put it, closing one door and open another one. And you uh, did, uh, did some uh, film uh, work through, uh, uh, through the years as well, uh, like you did the, the Mortal Kombat thing, and uh, you did the, the the horror movie before. Talk about some of the uh, the acting work that you've done. Yeah, I've done a few things. I did. Um, 
I did a UK, uh, an Australian Coca-Cola commercial. I did um, Axeman 2. I was the lead in that. It was a B-movie, um, but I did kill a lot of people in the movie. <laughs> it, it's That's pretty <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, I was pretty much unstoppable in the movie, but it was pretty gory. Um, if you're a B-movie person, you know, you might want to check it out. Um, but I learned a lot in that. I mean, I, it was grueling because I was like, you know, I thought that's, I sort of thought that's what I wanted to do. But after I did that movie, I really got a taste for like, man, one thing is I'm not going to ever live in LA. And two is that this is, I mean, there's some, it's hard work. I mean, there were days that seemed like easily 12 hour days on a set easily, uh, if not even more, um, so yeah, that that there are that's some hard work too, especially if you're doing any kind of physical part, which I seem to always be doing. Um, so yeah, that I, I you know I've had a lot of different offers for different things, and I've just been um, just sort of you know picking and choosing. I tell you, the biggest thing I lost out on. A lot of people do not know this, but I've got the script and the, all the paperwork to prove it. I actually had a spot in Gladiator. I was supposed oh, wow. to go. I was supposed to go to Morocco for 18 weeks and film a part in Gladiator, and that's when I had the torn ACL. You didn't know that, did you? No, no, I yeah. never heard that. Before. Oh, no. Wow. Yeah, and, and it's like you know, I'm like, damn, are you? I mean, I missed out on that because one, I love the movie. Yeah, so do uh, I. It's one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, it's, it's one of my favorites, of course. Um, but yeah, I torn ACL, no go. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. You know, all the breaks, another another break, right? Oh, but man. Yeah. That was tough. I was just like, wow, man. But, you know, that, that happens to everybody. Definitely. And um, so we come to um, 2020 and uh, the legal charges that were um, brought against you. Uh, talk about uh, how tough that situation was to deal with and what actually was going in your life, the uh, tribulations you were dealing with in, in your personal life at the time. Yeah. Um, well, let's just, I'll start first and say that, that there were some legal charges brought against me that were all false and um, they're all being dropped. Um, so that big cloud of that negative has moved away from me. Initially, there was like a wave of, um, just the bad publicity that comes with some some negative. Um, those charges were just ludicrous, and my lawyer even said that. Just, and I'm not going to go into a ton of it. I'll just tell you that it, that, that there are drops; they were false. But the, the bottom line was is that um, I had had been taking pain pills, and and for so long, and I'm just trying to figure out the best way to explain this, is I had surgery after surgery after surgery. And before I knew it, I had be become dependent on pain pills. Um, and it just, I just felt like, um, it seemed like it's like, you know, the, the doctors kept prescribing them, I kept taking them. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, well, I've got, this must be okay, I've got to have them. Um, but then when that, when those charges happened and everything, I just said, you know, I said, that's it. I just told myself I'm quitting. I've stopped taking them. I'm not doing it. 
and I went, and I don't advise this, but I went cold turkey. I mean, the next day I said, no, I never again. I said, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to wonder when I'm going to take a pain pill because my knee hurts or my neck hurts or my back. 13 surgeries. I've had 13. Um, I've had, I've had three since I stopped opiates, which was over two years ago. I'm very proud of that. I'm proud of the fact that I have, I beat it. I, you know, I know they say never say never, but I can never say never to a pain pill again in my life. My training, um, the the way I go about taking care of myself, um, everything from the hot tubs at four, five a.m. when I get up, to the ice packs. Um, uh, my, my wife is a nurse. She helped me through all of it, but it was a, it was a battle, man. I'm going to tell you, um, I, it was, it was tough, but I beat it. And I'm, I'm very proud of that. Um, I just could tell, you know, the first few days that, like I said, I went cold Turkey, (laughs) but I, I, I'm just, I'm just so I'm, I'm setting my ways about. I wasn't going to go to therapy and sit around in a circle, hold hands, and, and say, you know, sit and cry about it. I'm just was like, that's it. I mean, a pill is not going to control my life. And I said, that's it. And I slammed it, and that was it. But I mean, I was very. I mean, they, I was sick, man. I, I mean, for the first seven or eight days. I mean, I'll just give you some examples, and anybody that has been through this, they'll know. Nausea, sick, vomiting, um, no energy. I mean, I, I feel like I laid on the couch for like seven, eight days. I feel that way. I don't know how long it was. Of course, barely had energy to do anything, um, but I was just not going to go back through that hell once I got to like week two and week three and things started getting better and better and better. And, you know, once I got over that hill of it finally got out of my system, I said, there is no way I'm going back through that hell to ever to do it again. I'm just not. So, um, and anybody who has dealt with that or been through that, um, it's not easy. I and then and because of me, but uh, you know, I thought, hey, I had a surgery, so I'm supposed to be taking this. You, bottom line is, is that they can tell you you need that you need this, whatever. You do not have to have it. You do not. There, I just you know because I've been through it and I know. And it's hard to stop it, but you once you stop it, man, it's, it's such it's such a, like a relief to have it gone out of your system. I just, I mean, that ranks up there with me with winning the all Japan titles is beating that crap. I just, I just feel so much better, man. I everything, everything is good. Everything is good. I mean, I don't know if I answered your question like you wanted it or, but. No, oh, gosh, yeah. that, that, that's amazing. And, yeah. uh, like, I can speak personally because, like, we're in contact all the time. And, uh, like, so 
the the transformation is just amazing. I mean, the regiment uh, that you're on in the gym and everything and everything you got going on at the moment is is so yeah. positive and and uh, inspiring. So it's amazing to see uh, the trans uh, transformation that 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 you have made, and I think that'll help a lot of people going through. Um, hey man, uh, yeah, going through I, that stuff. Yes, I it, don't let anybody tell you that you have to have it and that you have to depend on it because you do not. Um, and don't fall into that trap. I mean, like I said, I, I have, I've had 13 surgeries. Just, I'm not bragging about it. I'm not, and I'm not putting anybody down if, if they are in that situation or if they're going through that vicious cycle of starting and stopping and starting and stopping. Just, we just got to say that's it and be done with it. Um, again, I'm, you know, I'm not up on a soapbox and I'm not trying to preach to anybody how to live their life or anything. I'm just telling you that there's a better way. Um, and uh, I'm living proof of it, man. I just, I feel so much better. I mean, everything, it's amazing how much more clarity I have. And I'll give you an example, not to talk about merchandise, but all the stuff that I have just in the last year, year and a half of just all the stuff that I've been creative with, the ideas and stuff, and I've already launched now. I've got I've got PWTs. I've got Wrestle Merch Central. I've got a UK toy company that's bringing out a new Atom Bomb figure. So man, it's just it's all good positive stuff. And um, just uh, you know, just step out of that negative zone. And and and, and the famous quote is from a, a famous football coach by the name of Vince Lombardi. Uh, you probably heard of him. He's his, yeah. say, his famous thing was God, family, and the Green Bay Packers. Well, mine is God, family, and the weight room <laughs> because weight training and and, and 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 just training and working out has was such a big part of my recovery. Getting all that out of my system um, and just working out every day and releasing those endorphins and being able to have that good feeling. Weight training and, and being in the gym has has been such a part of my life the whole all the way through it through the good and the bad, um, and it and it's still with me now. I mean, I'm in the gym every morning by by seven. Um, it's just my routine, man, and it it works. I just um, you know I've even added some yoga. I've added things that I didn't never really think I would do, but I've started that some of that. Um, but just, I don't rehash on stuff, but just, man, if you can quit it, man, just, just put your foot down and just, that's it. You can do it. I mean, I, and you don't have to go, go cold turkey like I did. <laughs> so that's, I, you know, that's just my way. Um, yeah. but like I said, it, right now, man, moving forward, it's just all positive stuff and, it's just, uh, it's good, man. I'm, 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 I'm a happy person. So, that's awesome, and 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 and, and you can tell, uh, like you're in such a positive place, and that's absolutely awesome to see. And I yeah. think that'll help uh, everybody that uh, anybody that's struggling that sees your story definitely. So, uh, before we uh, sign off, um, uh, just before we do some uh, quick fire questions, we've got a question from uh, Poverly. He's definitely one of, he might just be the biggest uh, Adam uh, Bomb uh, chronic Brian Clark fan that there is. Uh, Corey Scott from 
uh, for wrestling elite fandom. Yes. Yeah, give a shout out to the guys, uh, Jack Reynolds, Adam Sinner. Hey, man. PWEF, man, those guys are great. Um, Corey, Adam, uh, the whole group, man, just they have welcomed me um, with open arms from day one. Uh, they never they never judged me or anything. They just let me go through the things I had to go through and have been nothing but supportive, man. And uh, everybody, Jack and the whole group, everybody's just been, they've just been awesome. And you have been phenomenal. Um, just like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a great group that uh, I like to call home. Uh, and um, it, it's, it's, it's a great site. Yeah, you can check them out on Facebook. It's a Facebook uh, wrestling group, Pro Wrestling Elite Fandom. Uh, you, you love it. Lots of uh, fun, fun uh, stuff going on there. So uh, check that out. But uh, Corey Scott uh, has a question for you. He wants to know some of your favorite guys uh, to work with in uh, each company that uh, you worked in. Um, favorite guys, um, I would say in Smoky Mountain. Um, me, I get, didn't work. If I have to go back that far back. Uh, probably Kevin Sullivan, you know, Kevin is his style, you know, yeah, how he is. Uh, we had a lot of bloodbaths in Smoky Mountain. I mean, some really, a lot of bloodbaths. Uh, WWF, uh, getting to work with Randy Savage, Bret Hart, Taker, um, list goes on and on, Yokozuna. Um, oh, yeah. You know, um, we had a hell of a match on Monday Night Raw. Um, yeah, he was he was probably six fifteen, six twenty at the time. He was huge. Um, yeah, working with uh, all those guys, um, WW, uh, WCW guys, working getting to work with uh, Ming, which is Haku Ming. Yeah, um, and then there were just just so many guys, man. I mean, I I feel like I've worked with just about. I'm going to say everybody, but in my era, in my time, I feel like I've worked with uh, a lot of those guys. The ones I named were, you know, some, some. Um, I don't know how you top working against Randy Savage. I don't know. I mean, that, it, that was one of my my favorites, but yeah. Yeah, he was absolutely yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Just before we sign off, we'll uh, yeah, we'll uh, do some uh, quick fire, some random uh, quick fire questions. Um, so first All right, one, I'm, I'm going to have the option to pass or go if I don't like the question. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be, that'll be okay. entertaining. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're going to hit me with, so uh, let's see. I didn't. I didn't okay. look at all your. I didn't look at your notes, so we'll, we'll see. Let's, let's go for it. <laughs> all right. So first one, uh, favorite movie. Oh man. Um, well, we mentioned Gladiator, which is phenomenal. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of it's called a movie called uh, As Good As It Gets with Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah. He's my favorite actor. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Yeah. One, of, one of my favorites also. Yeah. Um, that's probably like uh, – I like a lot of Kevin Costner stuff also. I don't know if you ever see the movie uh, Open Range. It, it's a Western. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I have. But, yeah, that's one of my favorites. Um, and, of course, I like some good comedy, I, uh, some – some Will Will Ferrell, Adam Sandler, you know all the the, the old school. Yeah, uh, I like Adam Sandler. Really as well. as the, yeah, you know, um, yeah. So I, yeah, I have a big variety. Yeah, I'd say. 
Uh, favorite TV show? Oh, wow. You know what? I end up watching a lot of Everybody Loves Raymond and King. Oh, really? Yeah, it seems I know it's on all the time. It's just like, I I can't believe I'm watching this again. Because I I know every single word to the the episode, but I, I find myself winding down at that time of the day and that, you know, when I'm flipping channels, it, it, you know, that just, it, it seems as though I watch that a lot. That's funny. I'm the exact same with King of Queens. Yeah. I'm about like 60 episodes of a tape on my yeah, I, yeah, I watch it over and over. And Arthur Spooner is the greatest. Oh, so Granddad. Good. Oh, man. <laughs> Classic. He's hilarious. He's he hilarious. Yeah. Um, Favorite theme song that you've had in your career? Uh, man, that's a close one. I'm going to have to say the Chronic theme song. Um, it's got Brian's voiceover in the in the beginning of it, and then it kicks in with the Static X uh, take off of there that that music. Uh, but then also as Wrath, a close second because of that that jump off of Van Halen, which is. A start of, um, I think it's running with the devil, is just the first takeoff of it. Then it goes into a little bit of, a little bit of Motley Crue, just a little bit. Mm. Um, so it, those those two probably, yeah, I, yeah, definitely. I know the Adam Bomb theme was sort of scary kind of things. So a lot of people like that, but I like a little bit more of the up tempo. Yeah, it's funny actually because the Adam Bomb one, if you go back to like early Adam Bomb with that theme song, you can see the children in the crowd like are Oh yeah, they're, they're scared to death, man. And I, and I pull up, pop out with these yellow eyes. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Oh, yeah, that, that's awesome to look back on. But uh, favorite attire you've worn in your career? Um, or favorite overall look? Probably probably the Adam bomb look just because of all the aspects of it with the goggles and the glowing eyes. And, um, I would probably say that look is like the, you know, that look, but then again, the chronic look with those two monsters coming out, that was pretty good too. And then even wrath, the first part of wrath, which, uh, I think you got a picture over there. Yeah. Oh, wait, oh, other side. <laughs> That look was pretty. That was a uh, Ted Turner invested a lot of money in that get up. Put it that way. There was a lot oh, of money can, on on that gimmick. Yeah, I can imagine. So it's pretty elaborate. It's awesome though. I think oh, it was very it, elaborate. Yes, I, I think that's one of the big strengths of your career is how um, awesome you were visually. Like you know, your characters were all. They, they always had such cool looks to them. Like you know. <clears throat> Well, th there was a lot of thought process that went behind all of it. And even like, uh, you know, I talk about the merchandise and the ideas and stuff that it, this just didn't I just didn't like happen to go, okay, well, I'm going to lay out some merchandise. I've been thinking about this for a long time. And I just finally put pen to paper kind of thing and just put out these designs. And then I found a couple of designers that were able to, you know, we went back and forth, back and forth on what my vision would be of these, of these items. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I've been thinking about it for a while. 
And actually, I just going way way back for a bit backwards for uh, for a second. Back in the WWF, uh, you had you initiated all those ideas, like the the, the footballs and everything. That was all. Uh, they, they were all your ideas back then. You presented those to Vince, didn't you? Absolutely. I I was probably probably the first guy. I know nobody else that ever did it. I found a graphic art studio in Atlanta, told them my ideas to launch the atom bomb merchandise. So I, I came up with some spins on the logo with the footballs and the, just the whole different, uh, the t-shirt designs look of them and took them into Vince's office. We had a meeting and I wanted him to look at it and he popped. He was just like, Oh, this is great get this right away you know he was he was ready to start selling right then you know <laughs> uh, so he you know <laughs> that was one of our agreeing moments he loved it i mean he he popped like i said he was just like well these are great who did this and i'm just like i did it i had it done i just i didn't you know your team your guys didn't do it so i had to do it and so that's how i got the ball rolling on that yeah, that's super cool. Um, tag team that uh, you didn't get a chance to work with that uh, you would have loved to with Brian uh, as your partner. <clears throat> um, well, I mean, let's, I got to work with Animal of the Road Warriors, but I never got to work. I worked again. I know me and Brian worked against Scott Steiner and Animal as a in different matches and different times so i never got to work against the road warriors that probably would have been the original road warriors and, and us that that would have probably been um something that um i would have liked to if i had a, a say in it you know that would have been uh sort of a dream match i guess in in, in my mind and favorite team that you did get to work against Oh man, um, favorite team, guys. <laughs> we worked a lot of people, man. Um, I don't know if I can pinpoint it down to just one one team because there were just so many. Me and Barbarian were always, like I said, that was like a slugfest, man. I mean, we just we beat the shit out of each other, and that's I don't know how else to put it. I mean, it was it was stiff. And it was meant to be stiff and last man standing kind of thing. Um, but, you know, that was just – that's just my style. It has been, has been my style at least. Um, I love working with those those guys. Uh, but there have been so many teams that we've worked with. Even even like the, when I worked with Ray Mysterio, uh, with him and Hooventube would go against me and Brian. It was like – I mean, we were slinging these guys – all over the place. I mean, I I could hit every big move I could even think of, and, and with with ease, you know. Um, so yeah, there've been a lot of different, a lot of different guys. And finally, just talk about uh, your friendship uh, with uh, with Brian Adams and uh, well, what what's, uh, what a great friend uh, he, he was to you. What your relationship was like? Um, we got along great. Um, I'd probably say um, I can't think of anybody else that I was closer to in the business. Um, you know, I wasn't, I, I don't know, I was a little bit of a lone wolf at times in my career. 
Um, but with Brian, man, when we got hooked up, to me, it was like the best thing. I was just like, finally, man, I got somebody in my corner. Like, because we were, we were different in the locker room. Like, Brian would be on one side of the locker room playing cards or, or hanging out with somebody. And I'd be on the other side just being – I'm a little more quiet late. You would – I don't know if you know that. But, you know, Brian was Mr. Comedy, man. He was hilarious. He got the entire locker room rolling. I mean, he could do he could do impersonations of Vince or anybody, and you would believe it if he called you on the phone. You would buy it. You would believe it. I mean, that's how good he was. And he would pull silent ribs and stuff. And and I've, I've, I may have told you this or not. I don't think so. He, I would have to tell him he would have me laughing so hard in the car, like I'm crying. I'm laughing so hard I can't breathe. I was like Brian. Stop the car, shut up, and just let me just get out and breathe. I said, I'm gonna kill me. <laughs> I mean, he was that funny. I mean, it, it was, I mean, I couldn't catch my breath and some of the shit, some of the <laughs> crap he was saying, man. Uh, but he was hilarious. People love to be around him. Um, and I love being around him. I love when we travel together. Um, uh, it was great. And he was always like the one upper. And what I mean by that is like, you could be going down the road saying, "Oh man, look, there's some, there's a deer right there," and he's like, "Oh well, honey, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, he's on the road." Whatever, well, a grizzly bear just ran out in front of us. You know, he, whatever, <laughs> he, whatever it is, he's got a one up you. You know what I mean? He's, he's that, yeah. he was that guy. But uh, you know, I could never do him justice as far as um, his his comedy and and, and the, the stuff he did was just classic. Yeah, and you were an absolutely classic team and uh, probably my, my, my all-time favorite team. I have so many um, amazing memories of uh, of year run together and it was awesome. And uh, yeah, it's been um, an absolute honor to, to, to have you on uh, today. It's uh, been amazing chatting with you and you've been a great uh, friend to me over the last couple of months. It's been awesome getting to know you. And uh, yeah, everybody check out uh, Brian's merch on uh, WrestleMerch Central and uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. There'll be more stuff coming soon. And uh, yeah, Brian, it's been absolutely awesome, man. Thanks for coming on. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. Um, like you said, I was blown away today <laughs> when I got to see what uh, Russell Merch put out on their line and then with PWTs. It just, like I said, I, I had a feeling, I said, man, today's going to be a great day. And, and I was not disappointed by any means. It was awesome meeting you for us to finally really uh, get to chat and uh, looking forward to uh, meeting you in person. So it, yeah. I really enjoyed, enjoyed your time. Thank you for having me. Thank you, man. Yeah, hopefully 2021 20, uh, will bring us together. Yeah. Anyway. Or 2022, yeah. probably. <laughs> well, you know, I, you know, we'll cross our fingers, brother. Definitely. Well, thanks yeah. again, Brian, man. It's been awesome. Awesome. I, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you for tuning in to Pro Wrestling Defined on YouTube. Please like the video if you enjoyed it and subscribe to the YouTube channel to keep up with all future content. And please follow Pro Wrestling Defined on Twitter, Instagram, and like us on Facebook.